0: I'm going to talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the cult. coffee bee. I found out that I was actually getting a two inch by two inch brand. with a the color as a man.
1: We no longer under the laws in office. Yeah. The world begins leading with
0: violence, and the violence shall
1: take it by force. Coffee. And cults. <sighs>
0: John. Hi, Sam. <laughs> Hi, listeners. And welcome to Coffee and Cults, where once or twice a month we meet, drink coffee, and talk cults and fringe religious groups from around the world. Please be
1: aware this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners, as it will contain lots of Christmas joy. Um, no, I don't know what have we got. Have we got any warnings today, John?
0: Um, only for uh, descriptions of um, child kidnapping. That's all.
1: Okay, fairly mild. (laughs) Yeah,
0: fairly in the grand scheme of this podcast, uh, yes, not too bad. Um, So, listeners and Sam, welcome to our first ever Coffee and Cults Christmas festive uh, special.
1: Hooray! Happy wintertime, everybody.
0: I hope you're having a a, a nice uh, cold season, whichever of the winter festivals you celebrate, uh, playing us in there in a callback to our fun Halloween special this yeah. year was our favourite band, the Mariachis, <laughs> Yay. Uh, with their hit song, Cos It's Christmas. Um, and we strongly urge you to find their work and support them because we love them very, very much. Very dearly. Um, and it felt like that was the perfect way to set off our Christmas adventure, Sam.
1: Ooh, I'm very excited to be taken on a Christmassy sleigh ride. It's not going to be a sleigh ride. You just said there was child kidnapping. How a- do you think they transformed those kidnapped children, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> In
0: a festive sleigh. Oh.
1: Um, at least there's no festive sleighing.
0: We. <laughs> there you go. All of our humour will be at the Christmas cracker joke level. yes. Uh, for uh, the evening. Um, are you feeling festive Sam? Are you feeling Christmassy?
1: You know what I am feeling quite festive. At work today uh, they gave us all Christmas dinner for lunch. Did so was, they? Yeah, That's they did. exciting. It was very nice. So I've, i had a Christmas dinner today. Listeners in case you were wondering it is the 21st of December when we're recording this.
0: It is indeed it's very nearly winter solstice which is also exciting. Happy solstice. Happy solstice. Tomorrow will be the shortest day of the year and then the light will be coming back.
1: Hooray, light returning! Which is good, which is yeah. what we like. I have a, um, a Muslim colleague and he was t- showing me his app for prayers. And obviously they do a prayer in the oh, uh, sundown. And so he always knows when it's going to be sunset. And so he was telling me like, look, it's going to start, the days are getting longer soon. I was like, yes!
0: Yes, <laughs> that is what we uh, very much need. So, Sam, shall we get to it? Yes, please. Now, for a while, listeners, I have tried to find a suitable Christmas special cult. Yes. Um, we've come close before because uh, Children of God, who we will talk about uh, inevitably at some point, um, at one time put out leaflets to get followers that were talking about um, uh, a comet approaching the Earth, which they were describing as the Christmas monster that would ruin the planet. Mm. But that wasn't quite enough to, uh, to provoke a Christmas episode and the rest of their story is so bleak.
1: It's not, <laughs> no, it's definitely not Christmassy. We'll get there, you, all you bleak loving listeners, but just not at not
0: this time. <laughs> we are in the bleak midwinter, but this podcast, um although it's frightful outside, in here it's going to be warm and, and delight. delightful. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, listeners. No you're not. <laughs> no, not no. even a little uh, bit. So, welcome to our Christmas special, uh which is the story of the Angel Dancers.
1: Ooh, they sound nice.
0: Don't they just?
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry to cut in john but just to to let you know listeners we will be back with um the third part of our heaven's gate series it won't be long um you can message us on facebook instagram twitter wherever you prefer to find out when that's going to be we're not sure we're aiming for the first of january but we're making
0: no christmas promises at this time it'll be out in january we're just not quite sure yet but the next and final part of that series is coming up very soon thank you for your patience but we hope you appreciate this bonus uh content in the meantime Hooray! um it's the festive season so you should buy things for your loved ones uh and give gifts to charities and the poor and those far more deserving than sam and i but if once you've done that you have a few bits of christmas <laughs> <copper> spirit <laughs> left at the bottom of your pocket next to the spirit um, you could uh, support this podcast financially. You could do that there at patreon.com forward slash coffee and cults to give us a little bit of money for coffee on a regular basis. Or you might buy us a one off coffee uh, to drink while we record um, at ko fi.com forward slash coffee and cults. And thank you to all of you who have done that and the new people who've signed up uh, on Patreon recently. There's fun bonus stuff for you uh, on that page as well. Uh, we appreciate your support.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: Now, Sam. Yes, John. Key figures from the festive period. Who who might we be talking about? Uh, the Krampus. The Krampus, yes, we might. Who else? Uh,
1: Father Christmas.
0: Mm, now, Father Christmas has mm. appeared once on this podcast before.
1: Yes, um, he has. In a, in a, being a... <laughs> shot on a raft. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and, and he's going to appear again in, uh, in this episode. Does quite he heavily. fare better? yes i suppose so um so i'm just going to show you and we'll put these up on the instagram and facebook uh listeners i want to show you some father christmas photos um and we'll do some reactions is that okay so uh, yeah yeah sure here's um here's the first one
1: ah okay so that looks like um uh it kind of looks like what's his name hannibal lecter actor Very famous. Oh, Anthony Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, dressed up as Santa. It really does.
0: I've not noticed that before. Um, So he's wearing his red coat and his red hat. He's got a bit holly.
1: Yeah, and some some various badges denoting
0: different faiths by the looks of it. I think so, yeah. There's a few different sort of Christian uh, sect badges um, and a Star of David. And, And,
1: you know, it's the classic white guy, bushy beard, etc.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh nice eyebrows. Uh, yeah. just describe Very... his face for me? I'm just going to magnify his face. Um, uh,
1: Anthony Hopkins' face? face. So it immediately put me in mind of um Hannibal Lecter in the in the mask, right?
0: Uh, <laughs> he's not wearing a mask in this uh, in this festive photo I should point no, out. No,
1: he just looks pretty evil.
0: Mm uh but he's sort of he's sort of full on stereotype santa big white beard yeah uh ruddy cheeks yeah um and this is the uh christmas cover uh december 1919 of judge magazine um a good magazine for judges judges and those who enjoy judging things um let's have a look uh let's have a look at another Father christmas this one's a bit harder to see oh this looks like
1: a drawing by Oh, gosh, what's, this is upsetting. So can
0: you, it'll take a while for your eyes to focus oh, in yeah. on what the it's actual picture kind is. kind of
1: like a magic eye picture. What that makes me think of is like a World War II tunneler. <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners, I've got my eyes kind of squinted and crossed. And it's, it looks like a magic eye picture, like a Rorschach test.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and at the centre of this picture, there's Father Christmas... With yeah, his beard, and he's the on, beard. The on the telephone.
1: Yeah, so it kind of looked like a, a torch, like he's, you know, you see what I mean, like he's mining. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. With um, a tunnel of horrendously scary Victorian babies. Yeah, so so he's doing his thing, and again has this sort of uh, beard and you know traditional Santa type face and hat, I think, um, but he's surrounded by these frankly horrifying um, fa- uh, sort of just the heads of children. Yeah,
1: I mean the one up at the top there. Um, uh, no, to the left from that, to the right from that, that one, that's horrendous.
0: <laughs> it looks like um, Kelsey Grammer having a bad day in Fraser. <laughs> that's what that yes, it does.
1: Like. Uh, yeah. This
0: child appears to be screaming. Yeah. Um, and they're just sort of and like, is, Has that one got a ball gag? I think so, yeah. Nope. Um, <laughs> That's awful. It's uh, just like floating heads. It's a very odd picture it looks like, design. Yeah, floating heads on um, hammers. Oh, they th- phones. Yeah, I think we're supposed to be imagining all the children of the world ringing Father Christmas, um, and, and he's there in the middle. Wow, he um, must have a good landline plan. <laughs> and, um, uh, get, got three minutes, because I guess he only uses it. Um every December. In a in a year, here's oh, another Okay. Uh, Father Christmas, this one I definitely recognise and have seen yeah. plenty of times. Apologies
1: um, for any noise listeners, I'm gonna get up and have a look.
0: It's an evening post cover.
1: Is that a weird little haunted baby in the corner? This, what's
0: this? Oh I think it's a doll, Sam. So.
1: Okay. So maybe.
0: Potato potato.
1: Annabelle the doll. Oh now I've said her name in your house, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Damn it. Uh. And is he carrying a phone? Is that a phone?
0: I think it's a trumpet. Okay. I think he's got a number of presents in a sack over his shoulder. It turns
1: out apparently
0: I don't know what picture are. <laughs> <laughs> this, um, this competition, this Christmas quiz at the start of the uh, <laughs> episode is falling apart. But it's a nice, oh I mean, it's a sort of nice picture. Um, we're inside a, a, a white, um, curtained and white walled living room. We've got two holly, two um, berry heavy um, holly wreaths yeah. hanging above. And this Father Christmas... Um, is looking in through the window. He's
1: giant as well. If that's your living room window and that's the size of him, that's horrendous.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. In proportion wise. Um, again, nice big beard, ruddy cheeks, um, these same sort of uh, uh, high, dark eyebrows.
1: I don't know about you listeners, but I'm thinking, by the way, John keeps mentioning that, that we're about to see a picture of a very creepy looking Father Christmas that does not look like ruddy cheeked, bushy eyebrowed. Oh! That looks like...
0: So we're going to go to one more picture.
1: <laughs> that looks like Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, that is just uh, what you might imagine Father Christmas might look like when he's hungover after drinking everyone's brandy on Boxing Day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But can you see the resemblance between... This is a photograph of a man Whoa. at the turn of the century. Um, can you see some resemblance between yes. those Father Christmas pictures we've just seen? And I this, see
1: some. He is a, a man with uh, chubby cheeks and a round nose. And he's got a bushy beard and white hair, and that same kind of forlorn, <laughs> left behind look.
0: <laughs> so, welcome to a story uh, about Father Christmas, naked dancing, utopian communities, Ooh. and child kidnap.
1: Oh man!
0: So, hooray! Let's um, let's get festive. Um, possibly in the edit, we'll put something something festive underneath this, or or we might just cut this sentence out. I don't yeah. know. Who can say? Who can say? Sam can say. I I want you to picture the scene, Sam. It's 1922, um, and you See? have. <laughs> 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 um, oh, it's gonna be the twenties soon. Yeah, it the is. Flapper dresses.
1: Yeah.
0: I hope. I don't know where. I don't want to finish that thought. There's no positive way to talk about the future at the moment right um so let's <laughs> imagine bad. sam it's 1922 you've gone to the art students league on west 57th street in new york i bet that was freaking cool yeah so this is a big like um, studio building and hang out yeah. for for art students um and you've decided to go to a life drawing class in this <laughs> building Um, I've always um, wanted
1: to but I'm really bad at drawing and I wouldn't want to offend the model
0: that's the reason to go to a class though isn't it yeah but I would um, giggle (laughs) giggle away they'd probably enjoy that Um, so imagine this room full of art students you're going to take your place at your easel um,
1: I'm glad you said easel and are not up the front <laughs> you're going to take your place and just slip uh, off the robe there
0: <laughs> It's actually some weird kind of like ASMR imagine <laughs> you're a life model yeah a life
1: that. model slipping off your robe mm. whisper whisper <laughs> no <laughs> that if was just like to hear more passing of that through listeners, John's room. join robe. our
0: Patreon and uh, Sam will put that up
1: we keep promising Patreon ASMR we'll have to do some
0: yeah um, so At the centre of this circle of art students, there's a man with a big white beard and ruddy cheeks and twinkling eyes.
1: Wow.
0: And you're there to draw him. He's the perfect image um, of Father Christmas just wonderful you couldn't it's like you stepped out of a storybook
1: yeah you've painted this image so well john i'm there thank you i've got my easel i've got my paints and i've got some paint on my arms i've Lovely. got a paintbrush that's a bit worn out and i need a new one but i really like it and now there's a naked old guy
0: oh i don't know if he's naked oh i'm not life during classes
1: are generally personally, naked.
0: i'm not imagining him naked but you i mean feel free
1: i'm already there uh, <laughs>
0: Uh, but this guy had been a model for loads of art students in this building over the last few years, and he is the inspiration for lots and lots of these pictures of uh, paintings of Father Christmas that we've just oh, wow. looked at. Um, he's a guy that makes called sense. Mason T. Huntsman. Whoa, That's a cool name. It's very very Mason T Huntsman. We'll get it's um it's also Mason spelt M N A S -S O N. Mason. Mason. (laughs) Of which more later. Okay. Um, Mason. Mason. Um, And, uh, yeah, loads of these uh, sort of famous pictures of Father Christmas from that time are are all based on him. So the Christmas cover of Judge magazine that we've just talked about by Guy Lowry in 1919, uh, Olsen Lovell's uh, pictures, paintings of Father Christmas, the Evening Post cover by J.C. Leyendecker. um, And also he was on uh, magazine covers and Subway posters and specially commissioned paintings. And Coca-Cola adverts, surely. (laughs) Oh, spoilers. Not... (laughs) Quiet, because okay. the Coca-Cola centre is a retired salesman called Lou Prentice, oh. who is painted, is drawn in the 1930s. So the images in the 1910s, 1920s, yeah. loads of them are based on Mason, and M-nason. then Lou Prentice, Prentice comes in, yeah. and he becomes the like definitive one. Um, oh, wow. And the Norman Rockwell one, oh. after the Coca-Cola campaign.
1: Oh, poor Mason. Well, I assume poor something else is going to happen to <laughs> Um
0: Indeed. So uh, uh, here's... Um, Uh, Poet Arthur Chapman talking about uh, Mason as a uh, Father Christmas impersonator. Um, Shall I do a 1920s American voice for this? Uh,
1: Absolutely. Happy Christmas, listeners. Here's a 1920s American voice
0: from John. It's no exaggeration to say that, oh, it's Elrond fucking Hubbard again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All of your American voices end up being Ron Hubbard.
0: (laughs) It's no exaggeration to say that Mason posed for most of the Santa Claus pictures that have made it in recent years, and he figured in a good many for which he was not actually posing, as such pictures have been copied from originals for which Mason was the model. Probably there isn't a man today whose picture has been cut out more times and treasured in more scrapbooks.
1: Well, that's a nice thing to say about someone. Yeah,
0: so he's kind of ubiquitous, so let's just...
1: Anna, you missed the... See? Meow, on the end. <laughs> <see? laughs>
0: Treasured in more scrapbooks, see? Uh, so he's there. We're drawing him in this um, life drawing class in spring 1922. Lovely. Uh, and he looks a bit ruddy of the cheek, wouldn't you say, Sam? He's getting on a little yeah, quite, bit. Yeah, quite, quite ruddy. Maybe he looks a bit, um, a bit um, frail. Spring, is um, it windy? Well, Has it been it, a cool wind? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. And Ooh. just to your left, one of the other art students uh, goes... Um, uh, How's your health, uh, Menaceon
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: And, uh, and Menaceon turns beardward towards this uh, art student. Beard first. <laughs> uh, says, all right, in a slightly grumpy way, and then drops down dead of a heart attack. Oh no! Oh no!
1: Oh! Oh no! Rest in peace, Menaceon Oh! I d- did not expect. Okay!
0: Oh. So Santa has just croaked. In front of this room full of our students. You
1: said he fared better this time. You lied. Up to we this didn't... point. Okay, right, let's retcon that. And prior warning for Santa death.
0: <laughs> Hopefully no children are, are listening. Uh, it's just uh, someone who, um, who pretended to be Santa kids. Um, just one of his helpers.
1: John and I have both previously played Christmas elves um, in acting roles, uh, acting in big quotes, but acting roles. So we're very invested in Father Christmas. Used to lying to children. Oh, I see yeah. what
0: you mean, yes. Um, have worked with many Santa impersonators and supporters.
1: <laughs> and detractors.
0: <laughs> I mean... Maybe. Anyway. Um, So this prompts a a run of news stories because this sort of like famous model for Father Christmas um, has dropped down uh, dead. So there's a fun um, newspaper headline from the time. Santa Claus lives, but his double is dead! Exclamation mark. Says the New York Tribune. Good cover, New York Tribune. Um, Here are some some quotes from them. in my normal voice. <clears throat> the man who was Santa Claus is dead. He was a man of many names, but in the Art Students League, nothing suspicious Manason about that. M'nason and <laughs> Santa Claus,
1: those are the two names. <laughs> Father many, Christmas.
0: Many, next St. Nicholas. Saint
1: Nick, Chris Kringle.
0: Old beardy face.
1: <laughs> uh, Oi. <oy. laughs> I'm sorry, M'nason. <laughs> you
0: there. Um, but at the Art Students League, where he posed for beginners and in the studios of the best-known artists, where he was sent for when a Santa Claus type was needed, he was known as Mason. (laughs) Paul B. Mason, whose snow-framed features, that's fun to say, smiled at thousands of children, will pose no more. Man of Mystery... He once Mm -hmm. led a religious sect called the Angel Dancers.
1: I don't know why it was the Crystal Maze, but it is now.
0: (laughs) That's going to be his his refrain when we come back to his group. Um, But at this point in New Jersey and around New York, he was just known as the Father Christmas Man. So um, they interviewed his um, landlady and some of his neighbours, and they said that around uh, Jersey uh children used to call hello santa claus to him when he was walking down the uh, street and he would promise them whatever toys they were asking for which exactly that face (laughs) Uh (laughs) i thought that's a bit of a dangerous path mason to be uh treading but his landlady landlady voice
1: from from new jersey (laughs) (laughs)
0: such a good I love the New Jersey accent but I don't know that I'm going to be able to do it so I'm not going to try Uh, Uh, he said that American parents always got the children whatever they wanted such being the case he did not hesitate to promise the children whatever they asked for if he had thought they'd be disappointed he would never have made the promise, as he was fond of children hardly a day passed that he did not come home with one or two children by the hand
1: oh that's Said that's really up upsetting um,
0: said his you, lady. yeah that's yeah. not a good Christmas policy really
1: no um no there's pretty much no time that a grown up should go home with children that aren't their own
0: no promising them presents no matter what their socioeconomic status in the yeah, um, well I'm of just American reality yeah. yeah um huh. while he was posing occasionally the model for Santa Claus would hint to his artistic friends regarding certain experiences in his life Ooh. in which his pronounced and individualistic religious views played a part.
1: Tell me about them, John. <laughs> and at one
0: point, he was employed to be a department store Santa, but then he was sacked because he kept talking religion to all of the customers and children. Whoa! Which um, which is just really fun, because that's not what you want from your department store Santa, right? You don't little no, little, you need, ho, 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 little Tommy little, and Susie yeah. going up. To I the, was going to
1: say Tommy as well. Did you? It's yeah. just a
0: generic little name, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then getting a thesis on transubstantiation or whatever.
1: <laughs> Hello, little Tommy. Have you thought what happens when you die? <laughs>
0: Here's a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, um, have you ever been to a department store Santa, Sam? I don't
1: know. No, but um, I grew up for a few years on an RAF base, and so I would go to the RAF Santa... And because I was an obnoxious child, I would always say, "You're not the real Santa." I can see that's a fake beard. And my mum would embarrassedly
0: take me out, so I didn't I spoil it but for the still other children. They took you every yeah. year. To get back <laughs>
1: well, I have a y- younger sister, so she. Oh, I see. They weren't yeah.
0: expecting you to get stupid every time. When I'm <laughs> <in Florida. laughs>
1: no, but turns out it's happened. That's not the truth.
0: You're very smart.
1: Thank you. Um,
0: so um, he had a strange religious uh, background. That's um, what we're all here for, John. So, um, he was born in Pennsylvania in the 1850s. Um, tragically, he was orphaned at eight years old ah. um, and then lived with various other family members. But there's not a huge amount of sort of detail, really, of his um, past and childhood beyond that um, until we get to sort of uh, when he's in his 30s, um, when for a while he worked for the New York branch ...of the Sunday Closing League.
1: Ooh! I don't know what that is, but it sounds... Ooh! Sounds very
0: important, doesn't it? You want to be part of the league. You know, there's the Justice League, there's the... um, League uh, of
1: Legends. That's a game, isn't it? Women
0: Voters. Wasn't that a league at one point? The Anti-Nazi League. Yeah! Yeah, generally leagues sound like cool people with a mission. I don't know, I'm sure there are some negative leagues. Well, the mission of this league was to visit shops and bars on a Sunday... Uh, in New York, yeah. to make sure they weren't selling or doing anything immoral on the Lord's Day.
1: Oh, so not a bad thing, just like making sure that you weren't working on a day? On a, like, yeah, or that they weren't really that.
0: breaking the Sunday rules of what they were allowed to sell or do, or right. that they weren't particularly being offensive to God on, on a Sunday.
1: Okay, so no blasphemy on a Sunday, but Monday through Saturday, you blaspheme away.
0: <laughs> get your Get all your blasphemy in. Yeah. Before you yes, rest.
1: Saturday night at three minutes to midnight. <laughs> I hate you, God. I hate you, God. I Setting hate you, God. Up
0: upside down crucifixes <laughs> yeah. and chocolate Jesuses and all those kinds of um,
1: worshiping idols. Anyways.
0: The good thing about coveting being,
1: my neighbor's ass. <laughs> good, the
0: good thing about selling crucifixes on the other days and on the Sundays is that it's just the same ones just and you just put turn them it the, the other, other way, way up. up. Yeah, <laughs> it's, um, it's really efficient. Um, so he's doing that. Um, at one point, he sort of only really particularly reports one person for being immoral on the uh, on the Sabbath. Um, but the judge in the case throws the case out and calls Mason a terrible liar, wow. um, and and sort of accuses him of all kinds of nefarious um, intent.
1: Okay, so just one immoral. After all that, they just found one immoral person and they said, no, go away.
0: In, I'm sorry, American listeners, New York. They only found yeah. one immoral person running a shop I or mean, a bar. I'm
1: sure anyone from New York and New York listeners, please get in touch if I'm wrong. But I'm sure you walk past at least one immoral person every 45 minutes.
0: <laughs> I was going to do some satire then, but I'm not going to.
1: Only if you walk past Trump Tower. Whee! Well, I was going to say, now
0: he's mostly in New York yeah. and Mar-a-Lago, but yeah. there we go. Uh, other opinions are available. Um, but so... not
1: necessarily correct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, around this time, he has a religious conversion, um, and he, where he's been uh, Mason T. Huntsman, he becomes Paul Blaudin M'Nason. Okay.
1: Mason T. Huntsman... Paul Blaudein yeah, so he adds the N, and brings up a, brings in a Paul.
0: Yeah. Okay. And it seems you know he from had like
1: Saint Paul was Paul a ah, saint? Ah, ah. So I think Paul
0: is supposed to be yeah Saint Paul, um, and then the Monesen comes from this uh, Bible verse. My trusty little Gideon New Testament is come yeah. back out of the, uh, the the dust. You need to this. give
1: it back to him at some point.
0: Hey. hey. It's a uh, so joke. <laughs> You wanna, if you want to read along, listeners, this is Acts 21, uh, verse um, 15 and 16. <clears throat> this is my... No, it's not my, <laughs> it's not my appropriate accent for the time or region. <clears throat> After this, we got ready and went up to Jerusalem. Some of the disciples from Caesarea accompanied us and brought us to the home of menason where we were to stay. He was a man from Cyprus and one of the early disciples. Okay.
1: So in the Bible, someone called Mnason is mentioned and so he got the name Mnason.
0: <laughs> You've I'm really enjoying rumbled the whole story there, Sam. Um, which apparently is, is a very significant thing for him. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so, Sanam... Let me tell you. (laughs)
1: Thank you, Janon. Janon. Oh, this is getting into a bit of a the Samodi thing that we were doing from Heaven's Gate, isn't it? Yes, skip that out.
0: Weird, weird, uh, unnecessary renaming. (laughs) Nijan. It's nearly Christmas, listeners. We're quite excited. Christmas. Maybe like Pig Latin, I'm going to do the rest of the podcast, inserting an N as the second letter of every word. Snow... Nin...
1: Nope, just read it.
0: <laughs> no, no, I can't. That's really <laughs> difficult to conceptualise in your head. Um, so in 1888...
1: Oh, I thought you were saying snow like it was Christmas, so it was uh, no, snowing. No, I was going to do so, 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 so in 1918. but I was trying to work but out But snow the in
0: 1918. Oh, have you, no, mm, probably no. It probably was. Um, But not anymore. Um, (laughs) So uh, he he had some kind of religious conversion, some kind of religious experience, uh, wherein he was convinced that he was inspired and bidden by God to become a preacher. Um, So he changes his name um, and, according to one source, becomes a lay Methodist exhorter. Ooh. What's an exhorter? (laughs) I'm glad you asked, because I had to Google it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And this will clear it up. One who exhorts... Or incites. Oh, that doesn't help. Basically, I think he's just someone that like loudly encourages people to be Methodist. religious, <laughs> particularly right. Methodist. Wow. Um, but also, perhaps he sort of um, becomes a bit of a sort of a, a lay preacher as well. And the idea is that he's sort of caught up again in this sort of revival movement that's kicking off that we've talked about quite a few times. Yeah. Now he's sort of into that. Uh, gag, He talks about his visions. Uh, that he's having, and he uses those to sort of encourage people that he's somebody that they should uh, follow and that yeah. he's got a particular um, view.
1: If we're ticking off cult bingo, we've just had religious awakening and some visions that can definitely be verified.
0: Absolutely. Um, and he goes around, uh, but he's quite controversial because he's preaching lots of sort of supposedly radical ideas, yeah. for the time at least. So he doesn't believe in marriage. Um, and at one point, when he's really going around heavily preaching against the institution um, of marriage, one night he's out and about doing that um, when he's uh, set upon in the dark, uh, beaten up, and oh. half of his hair and whiskers are shaved off. Whiskers,
1: oh, that's, which is
0: a terrible that's act of awful, religious yeah. uh, hate crime. Um, but he's really sort of causing a bit of a commotion. Yeah. Um, and, I, and
1: there's no reason to ever touch someone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> End just of not sentence.
1: yeah well, unless they give you explicit and continuous permission
0: yeah don't touch so someone yeah, absolutely <laughs> yeah. um at, at one point he um he goes around uh sort of preaching and being uh, what's described as his wild and absurd behavior um, and the local people tar and feather him oh my God wild preaching so he has this really sort of intense insane persecuted kind of time being out in the world yeah. preaching this slightly sort of um slightly sort of eclectic set of beliefs that he's um but still that's developed.
1: extreme yeah. that's really surprising
0: yeah it's, okay. so it's pretty um pretty full-on um poor he also then gets into trouble with the law uh several times again we're sort of following a, a standard uh biography yeah. here um so at one point he's in jail for disorderly conduct okay um for his preaching um,
1: but then I wonder, does that happen to the kind of Jesus saves, the world is nigh, the end, of, end is nigh, the world is yeah. over, whatever those people, you know, in Times Square with the big yeah, signs, yeah. that sort of thing. Does that happen to them? That's, is that disorderly conduct?
0: I guess so, maybe. It's also one of those strange, like, self-fulfilling prophecy things, right, is that if you're uh, particularly have a real a sort of urgent religious experience and you want to communicate that and it seems that, you know, you're going to be... You know, frantic and excitable. Yeah. And probably you're going to be rubbing people up the wrong way with your new found paradigm. And therefore, yeah. they're going to react poorly to that. And right. as we've seen in this case, persecute you. And then you go, oh, well, it must be true because I'm being persecuted in the world. You know, it sort of becomes a weird. Yeah. Yeah, self perpetuating thing, right? Which is, yeah, kind of tragic in many ways. Um, in 1888, uh, he is arrested for blasphemy um supposedly for impersonating the savior
1: oh there we go tick that's another tick on cult bingo mm-hmm. pretending to be jesus
0: um and also for um enticing two women who were quote meow. obliged to do anything he required oh nope, not real um okay which is not i deal um and one of the articles that I uh, read at this point goes, it is at this point you might notice the odd coincidence of the name Manason and Manson, as in Charles. Oh. You might, you might not. Um, but <laughs> I mean, was,
1: well, they are acronyms for each other. That's true. An- 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 anagrams. I'm tired. You can, anagrams you can for each that other. up in the edit No, I can't. Right. <laughs> I'm leaving it. I told you I was dumber than I was when I was a kid.
0: <laughs> oh, Sam. Oh. Um, he's been arrested... Um, and when he comes out of uh, jail, um, he starts calling himself. Well, his followers start calling him the New Christ. Um,
1: I am a Nouveau Christ. It's um, sex pistol, isn't it? He's,
0: yeah, 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 Um He's a bit more. Um, he's a bit more humble than that. He calls himself the Holy One. Oh, oh or okay. Or the Modern Christ. Oh. Which sounds like a NBC <laughs> sitcom, doesn't it? <laughs> The yeah modern the modern christ, christ where jesus like moves into a suburb and has yeah, to get on with has his a wacky has a neighbors. flatmate
1: that he doesn't get on with there's a scene
0: yeah. where he sort of walks across the pool in the back garden and yeah. that causes a bit of commotion. and then a pretty
1: girl walks past and he falls through the water yeah, yeah, yeah. we've written this that's copyright netflix. We're, netflix if any networks are listening <laughs>
0: yeah. we we're, we're keep pitching this uh there's a party that's going badly and he helps out by by providing more alcohol getting more
1: wine yeah, yeah, yeah uh uh No, I don't really know many other Jesus stories.
0: I think the Bible, he, gets, he
1: gets more food, he has some bread and some fish.
0: You're forgetting I've got my um, Gideon New Testament and Psalms, so we've got probably enough material to at least do the first, I don't know, the first Six episodes. <laughs> Let me see
1: if I can... <laughs> right, I'm going to flick through this little Bible, find find see if Jesus I can find a Jesus story, and scene. then
0: we'll apply it to a sitcom suburbia format.
1: So I flicked through and opened the, opened the, the oh, page. No. <laughs> I've opened it to Ephesians 2, chapter that's 11. Um, just This chapter's about circumcision, so we're not going to go into... <laughs> genuinely, <laughs> that's what I opened it to. That's probably not a good episode of, the, of our new series. Um, Sorry, Netflix. That's
0: the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end again. of that little bit of humour. Um, so, <laughs> presumably, in part because he's experienced lots of this... Um, uh, Persecution and he's yeah. had a really hard time. He has got some followers around, uh, but what happens is, from what I can work out, one of his followers um, and their family have a farm, and so he moves to that farm. Right. Um, I think he has a brother and a sister who who move in as well. Yeah. And they start to found their own religious commune um, at well, what was a farm, but is now Lord's Farm. Lord's Farm. As in the, um, which is in uh, Garrett Storms. Ooh. Woodcliffe in the Pascock Valley region um, of New Jersey. So they've got this farm and they're going to start to build this commune um, where they're going to live.
1: Great, nice. So, so it's, it's Manason, it's uh, Manason's sister and brother, is that we just and said? And some other followers. And, and a couple so of women got got that like were a, obliged to him.
0: Yeah, so they've got okay. sort of a ragtag little bunch of followers and they start Aww. attracting or luring other young people um, and impressionable people to come and join they also have sort of an open policy so that um as one of the articles said vagrants and hobos um could come and join and would they be fed oh, okay for free nice um so they start to sort of grow their commune um in that way and it becomes um a little bit uh busier and he's preaching sort of like a really open sort of doctrine you don't have to pass any sort of test to come in you don't you don't have to follow an exact sort of strict um program okay. particularly um, supposedly lots of his teachings are based on the Sermon on the Mount and sort of his reactions and um, extrapolations of, of that
1: okay if you're going to explain the Sermon on the Mount to someone who did not listen in religious studies
0: especially Jesus' um, talk where he does you know blessed are the meek
1: oh for they shall inherit the earth yeah it's yep. all of that stuff I know that because of Little Shop of Horrors
0: <laughs> and or Monty Python presumably ah. Yeah, uh, it's my favourite joke in that whole thing. Is when they go, "Blessed are the what? Blessed are the meek." Oh, I'm glad they get something. They've had a hell of a time. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, yeah, I really enjoy that. Um, so he goes and he sets up this um, commune. Um, there's a local farmer's wife and her children um, who join, uh, and then, to, uh, according to a 1893 New York Times article, the band was increased by two long-haired men. Ooh! You, what you didn't see, listeners, was John did
1: some eyebrow raises and some kissy lips.
0: <laughs> um, who called themselves uh, John the Baptist? Oh. And Silas the Pure. I was
1: hoping it was going to be Sam the something. No,
0: that close. Um, yep. So John the Baptist and Silas the Pure um, arrived, um, and there are at that point twenty-eight followers. Wow. Um, on the farm, nine of them long-haired men. Wow. <maw> Best. It was kind some more eyebrow raising, kissy um, lips. 17 women Meow. and two children, and they all have these kind of biblical names.
1: Okay. Oh, we're just. We're, we're, they didn't, or they.
0: They, they all. They give I think they've all renamed they, themselves. So okay. There's John the Baptist, Silas the Pure, Titus, who previously was Garrett Storms, so he's one of the people whose farm it is. Yeah.
1: Garrett Storms, Storms is a way cooler them. name! <laughs> My, exactly what? my thought. Isn't that mad? Garrett Storms. Well, I suppose Mason T Huntsman is cooler than Paul blah blah Mason. Paul
0: blah blah. Only <laughs> <laughs> yeah. cooler than Paul blah blah, blah Mason. I
1: can't remember what the middle name was, but I remember it began with B. Uh, like,
0: uh, Bloudin. yeah uh, blah, blah, blah Close enough. Um, there's also uh, uh, Thekla Faisler, who was previously Mrs uh, Jane Howell. Phoebe? No, Poby. Oh, I've been misreading that as Phoebe previously. Poby. That's a lovely name, isn't it? Poby. Pooby. It's
1: like, uh, what was it? Was it Little Poe? What was the name of that little character on TV that used to come up and the oh, screen? Oh,
0: um, um, Pob? Pob? Yeah, that's what that reminded me of. Yeah, Pob. Is that who I... Is that's right. definitely Pob. Something like that. So that was Mary Storms. Um, and the hey, Storms
1: Mary is already a biblical B- name And then you've got Storms Which sounds quite
0: biblical then you change
1: Poby Poby if, if you ask people to name Bible names They will get to Mary 40 hours Before <laughs> they get to Poby
0: P- But Poby's such a pretty name for girls <laughs> Aren't
1: there only a few women named in the Bible though? Because uh, there's, there's Mary, Jezebel Phoebe is in there uh, and then, but then there's like Lot's wife, who doesn't have a name. I think and there's there
0: are, a mix. I think there are a few more. Are there a few more names around? Um, Poby.
1: <laughs>
0: such a, such, well, evidently, um, including. Wow. <sighs> um, Poby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've really got stuck on Poby here, haven't we?
0: Um, so it was a so this um, somebody else describes it as a freewheeling place. There's no private property, okay. and it's pretty much open policy if you want to visit um, or join. Cool. Um, so it's all quite sort of um, free. Uh, but one of the things, uh, oh, I'll do this one first. So um, so they're vegetarians. Lovely. Cool, lovely. Um, nothing save what grows in or on the ground may be eaten. Okay. Um, which is great
1: yeah lovely
0: healthy unusual at the time yeah um but there is another activity of theirs allegedly uh which causes some some suspicion and commotion uh with the neighbors Um, are you ready to do some acting with me sam Uh, always cool do you want to move so we can both see this screen yes please
1: Uh, it's a
0: we're gonna share a mic. Oh, it's gonna be close mic work. Ooh,
1: one. ow, ow, my
0: toe. Oh. Ow. John's chair. I've got, chair here I've got a new wheelie chair, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Sort of ruined the uh. whole run of our <laughs> okay. recording. Um, so uh, this is from a great um, journal article about the group called the Angel Dancers: the folklore of religious communitarianism uh, by uh, David Cohen, um, and he interviewed some people who were neighbours to the farm. So we're just going to read a little bit of uh, of interview about what the neighbours thought was going on. Um, at this farm. So um, if I'm uh, Cohen, if that's all right, do you want to be Mrs. Tahune?
1: The job I was born for. Mm, the, the role, role of I a was, lifetime. Yeah.
0: Well, do you know why they were called the angel dancers?
1: Well, they were supposed to be a religious cult of some kind. And then when they danced, of course, they had to have a name, I suppose.
0: <laughs> Which, it's oh, no. a, this is a really Sorry good on. article, but this... <laughs> It's just hilarious. I'm sorry, David. <clears throat>
1: I've just read ahead. Carry on.
0: <laughs> oh, comma. They danced?
1: Yes. Oh, they danced. Sure. In the nude. On the tables. And then they'd make a big cake and take it right out of the oven. And then when they would get to a certain place on the table, then they'd put their foot in the cake. That showed how religious they were. <laughs> That's the influence one man could have over 20 or 30 people. Now, isn't that ridiculous? In the name of religion, he should have been put in prison. <laughs> so,
0: continuing well, the... Christ- thank you for
1: letting me sight-read that, John. <laughs>
0: continuing the festive theme
1: with cake and dancing cake and dancing and then they get to a certain point and put
0: their foot in the cake what a waste of cake so on christmas day listeners you know what you can do to prove your religious (laughs) devotion um around the festive table i also like this strange sentence construction um uh they so they uh they make a big cake and then they take it right out of the oven, as if partial no, yeah. cake removal from ovens was a common practice at the time. Or take
1: it wrong out of the oven, like just do it with their fists or something. <laughs> Get it with
0: forks. That would be wrong. Um there's There's a little bit more. Sorry, um, Sam is oh, now going to play her second character, Mrs. Emma Mead, uh, also of Park Ridge. Um, she was the granddaughter of one of the leaders of the opposition to this uh, this particular um cult uh, so she was talking about mason uh, and about the group's uh, religious rites
1: the angel dancers well of course i didn't know them personally but i've seen them and i've even been past the house you know when they were performing as they say but of course i don't remember too much what i saw i was only a little girl it was a long time ago and my grandfather didn't approve of them you know and he mason the head fellow up there had long whiskers and long hair and Grandpa tried to cut it for him. (laughs) They were in Woodcliff Lake. Well, we always called it the Lord's Farm. Up by Fusco's Corner, the house is down now. It's only lately they've taken the house down that was the Angel Dancers' house.
0: Why did they call it the Lord's Farm?
1: (laughs) The Angel Dancers were on the Lord's Farm. Is that what they
0: said they were?
1: That's what everybody said. I don't know what they said. I never talked to any of them. But I remember going past and of course I tried so hard to see them dancing on the table.
0: Did they dress in any special way?
1: (laughs) The story is that they were nude. That's the story. Of course, I wouldn't know. That's why I wanted to see them. God, this lady's so nosy.
0: (laughs) Was that... We've all been there walking past our neighbours' houses trying to look in to see them dancing naked on a table. (laughs) We've all been there. Um, uh,
1: Are we reading this one as well?
0: uh, Yeah. Yeah. Was that the story that was passed around?
1: That's the story that went around. That's the story. I didn't read anything written about them. This lady doesn't know anything. She's just (laughs) making shit up.
0: Um, uh, So uh, Susan uh, Terhune and uh, Beulah Terhune, English, um, were the granddaughters of another local uh, opponent. Uh, They added the following comments. Mrs. English?
1: Yes, there was a lot of hanky-panky going on up there.
0: Miss Terhune? I heard tell it had no base. Mrs. English?
1: Well, the children had to come from somewhere. <laughs> Miss Truon. This was news for this part of the world at that time. It was really news and it was written up in the local. When people knew about it, they filled in where you didn't read.
0: <laughs> I heard something about their dancing.
1: I regret this accent. I didn't hear anything about dancing, but there were stories. You can imagine what stories like that let loose in a town like that. Mrs. English? Everybody who lives up in this district got the word on this. This has been idle gossip for years up there. Yeah, they had dances up there, but that's all talk too. It was an exclusive cult up there. They used to sing and holler. I doubt that anybody got inside to see them dance, though. Miss English... Oh, no, that's just... That's finished, is it? No. Yeah. Yeah? No. Oh, Mrs. English possessed a photograph of Mason Huntsman. It showed a man
0: with full white beard and long white hair um so yeah so there are lots of sort of stories and rumors going around in the whole community about these naked dances and weird ceremonies and sort of free yeah. living and children creation
1: it could just be my reading of it but i really like the idea that like there's a, a old women's gossip group where they talk about the dancing in the nude and did you see them they were near the table and maybe they were on it and i lent them some eggs and i bet they used it for their sexy cake
0: <laughs> <laughs> the worst kind of cake um it reminds me a bit of uh, there used to be a terrible Channel 4 program um, called Ban This Filth. Oh, right. um, Which was a bit like um, Euro trash in that it would be uh, sort of like naughty TV programs from around the world um, reviewed and presented by this group of old women. Fun! Uh, And then at one point they had a campaign against dogging. Um, and they'd they'd be in the studio and one of the old women would go, well, now we're going to look at the next edition of our campaign against dogging. We're going to cut to Brenda, who's in a car park in Bournemouth. And then they'd cut to Brenda in a car park and she'd go, no dogging here, ladies. Flashing her headlights as much as she and then could. they'd cut back to the studio and they'd go, well, that's our campaign for tonight. <laughs> so those are the kinds of ladies that I imagine... Um, um, are are wandering around um in this uh, milieu but you know there's lots of this kind of stuff about um uh, about blasphemy and how exactly he 's getting his uh followers yeah um, that's all a little bit um uh, suspicious um and he 's in lots of the sort of the local um papers and people are gradually getting more and more uh suspicious Let me get to my next ooh Um, so (laughs) um, they're hanging out Um, uh, other sources report that their angel dancing um, involved them being scantily robed and waving a huge blanket uh, with which to drive away the devil (laughs)
1: I I mean, I hear he hates blankets. Crochet is like his worst enemy. Fucking hates.
0: You wave a large blanket around. Quilting. No, sorry, a huge blanket. A large blanket won't do. It It has to be huge. huge. Um, uh, In April 1893, um, the whole group are arrested um, for trying to swindle a local farmer. Uh, And the affidavit uh, read, the conspirators deny, ridicule and curse all regular religion and religious customs. Uh Uh-oh. Recognise no Sabbath and set up a false god of their own, declaring the said Manasin to be the only and living god.
1: Apart from that last bit, we do all that. (laughs) We haven't declared Manasin to be our true god, but we ridicule all religion and don't observe the Sabbath.
0: no. All of that is true.
1: Sorry, 1890s uh,
0: uh, legal folks. system. Um, again, a bit like uh, uh, Rajneeshpuram and other places. It's like yeah. there's maybe some dodgy behaviour going on, but actually most of this is like the locals being a bit bigoted about a new yeah. religious group. Um and some weirdos. Uh, being in the area, um, exactly. But they gradually um, uh, build up even more members. Um, in 1897, there's uh, uh, the reported death of a child. Oh, um, and the local paper uh, says that no physician was called to be of any service. Right. Um, uh, that they the followers call Mason the Christ. That the dancers are vegetarians, um, and sort of another list of <laughs> strange. Okay. Um, and uh, puzzling.
1: But the, the the death of the child was reported. And yeah. So, so that
0: I think the implication is just that yeah. maybe the child was poorly, and if they'd taken him to a doctor at some point rather than relying on their own. Um,
1: yeah but that's the sort of thing that happens in a lot of groups though isn't it like in the uh well in the i can't remember what it was called um the uh Chilean group with the prisoners of war like all oh, yeah. those like unreported deaths that you you know you just don't know how many have happened at least it was a reported Death? yeah that's
0: true they were yeah. trying to cover it up at um at that point um here's just some other stuff that was going on so um they used to refer to each other as thee and thou and a sister and brother um you had to i mean people in uh cornwall near where we live
1: call each other thee and thou <laughs> That's and true. A... i don't know that necessarily they're angel
0: dancers so... i don't know <laughs> some some like might be <laughs> uh you have to dress plainly um, and have your hair uncut, hence the long hair of all the men, and you are well ahead of that, uh, Sam. Um, they're pacifists, they're vegetarians, they don't eat meat, butter, eggs, um, or drink coffee or tea. How do they make a cake without butter or eggs? Um, oh, they just stamp on it, I kind of suppose. Stuff. They don't Did eat you, it. I, yeah, what's <laughs> so, they're going to put their foot in it? It doesn't matter how much it rises. Um,
1: <laughs> they're just making unleavened bread for, <laughs> for their cake. Basically, they're
0: just like, Putting their foot on a pit of bread like it's a sandal, sand. That's the... this Christmas. Put your foot on a pit of bread. Um... Send
1: us a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Please tweet us. Yeah, your
0: photos. Genuinely, your if you send us a picture, <laughs> we'll retweet it or regram it or whatever. If you do that, I'm sure we'll we'll find some way to reward you for your uh, yeah. madness. <laughs> um, uh, so they don't believe in marriage. Um, they don't observe. Uh, the the Sabbath, um, and the idea is that all of this dancing is to is to drive the devil um, away um, in different ways, um, and that they um, <clears throat> here's another quote about it. Uh, it's claimed that the participants appeared arrayed as Venus, which basically just means like naked with a bare cloth around them. I think um, uh, that they stand in a circle, grasping a huge blanket between them.
1: Oh, for their modesty!
0: And while. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Or, like a parachute, like when you're in a reception yes, and you play a parachute, parachute game. game.
0: I've, I'm tempted to join this group now footcake and parachute games. I'm there. <laughs> um,
1: oh, that was always really exciting, the one that you did when you put it all up and then you all sat down underneath oh, or sat down yeah. on it. You know what I mean?
0: They're good, aren't they? Yeah. I might have to buy myself one of those. For your,
1: for your drama classes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the students would laugh me out of the room, I think. If I no, they that. wouldn't. Or would they? If they're anything like us, the they'd shit I mean.
1: themselves with excitement. Yeah,
0: maybe. <laughs> I don't want if they do that I don't want, don't the want inside them inside my parachute, parachute. <laughs> um, uh, and while chanting a sacred hymn they give the devil Sam a blanket tossing wee <laughs> I'd like to give you a blanket no thank tossing. you <laughs> um uh, another time uh, they're uh, arrested for violating the Sunday blue laws which I think is about how you observe um uh the sabbath um uh some of them plead guilty and they're fined 3 dollars um they don't pay their fines so they do end up serving in um in jail um uh mason explains um when they're being sort of interviewed around this that uh, they uh, were a bit like the seventh day adventists um they keep sabbath on a saturday um and he denied in this uh, trial sam that he had husked corn on a sunday oh
1: I mean, sometimes there's no other day in the week to get to Husky Corn.
0: Yeah, um, and and basically they discharge um, uh, the case, having asked them about whether they do um, get naked and um, drive the blanket uh, drive the blanket away with the devil. No, drive <laughs> the devil away with the blanket. Um, and at that point, Mason doesn't um, doesn't deny it. Um, so they yeah they sort of quite often have these run-ins with the law where yeah. whatever the sort of the crime is, they then get interrogated about the sort of weird rumours. Um, of the uh, practice. There's um, another court case uh, where they're accused of trying to defraud Herman Storms, who's the farmer farmer. Yeah, okay, Um, so there's... So there's there's a little bit of sort of disharmony starting to happen in the But he is in the group. Yeah, 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 but he's the owner of the um, thing. Um, But then the charges were uh, changed to keeping a disorderly house, breaking Uh. and destroying crockery, and other property belonging to Herman Storms, and burning three Bibles belonging to Herman Storms.
1: Oh, okay. Well, apart from burning Bibles, I've done all those in the last month in my own house. I've kept a disorderly home. And I've broken some shit in the kitchen.
0: <laughs> Would you like to complete the...
1: You know, I think it's um, wasteful and quite Nazi to burn books, yeah, so I no, won't. I, but... <laughs> I, I wouldn't
0: encourage you to do it, really. I just wondered if you wanted to go for the um, hat trick. So they've sort of... How involved he's been, I don't know, but he's sort of turned against them a little bit. Um, and right. he testifies... He's just pissed off with all these
1: stinky, naked people stamping on cakes
0: in his house. Well, exactly. So here's um, uh, some um, testimony. I think this is... Is this from him? Uh, testified that uh, as to the length of time they'd been there, five or six years. um, They carried on nights and made it extremely unpleasant for me. They broke furniture and crockery and destroyed food with their feet. Mm. I was eating supper one night and Mason told Hal to get up on the table and walk around. (laughs) She did. I had some bread and butter and preserves on my plate. She stepped on my food. I took her arm and pulled her off the table. Then my daughter, Mary... Mason and the others got on the table and all walked around. There was a fresh cake, which Jane Howell said she made, setting on the table. They all stepped on it as she passed. My wife said she didn't approve, and they made her clean up the mess. Um,
1: so, like, I'm not a religious lady, right? I think that goes without oh, yeah, right, saying, up. yeah. Um, what, what's, the relig- what's the, like, religious service in stamping on food? Like, I don't get, like, okay, cool, like, some some religions have some things, I don't know, some, you know, Catholics eat little wafers and drink sippy wine. Why do they, why stamp on it? Like, why, oh.
0: I don't know, unless it's some kind of not being over-concerned with the pleasures of the world or something, I don't know. Yeah. It's normally that but kind like, of thing, isn't it?
1: But, God gave the, um... Adam and Eve, the Garden of Eden with all the food they wanted except from that one tree.
0: Like... But he didn't give them bread and preserves. I mean... Fuck bread and preserves. Yeah, <laughs> God hates
1: bread and preserves. He can't because then why do the Catholics give it in a
0: little crispy wafer? And doesn't... Mo- don't Moses... I don't know if they get preserves but don't get they get free bread when they're in the desert? Doesn't magic bread appear? Oh yeah? That's, I don't know. That Probably. That manna from heaven. Um, so... Um, yeah so he um also uh, says that Mason uh, told him that the Bible was nothing but a dime novel uh, and that as a result Mary Stuart Jane Howell and Mary Storms burned some of the Bibles belonging to Herman I mean the guy clearly has quite a lot of Bibles so um, Yeah
1: like how many I, I I don't even think
0: I have one As they're burning the Bibles Mason shouts Glory it is all right I am the greatest I have all power he sound like anyone american uh listeners um he was <laughs> he had seen what they were doing uh um and they began the angel dance the women all had hold of a blanket and were dancing around uh, and all the men and women shouting glory hallelujah amen and carrying on and then later mary is called to the stand and she goes nah bruv none of that don't know what you're talking about everything's fine plausible
1: deniability yeah. isn't it it's uh, prove it
0: <laughs> pretty much um and some people uh, come and speak on behalf and some people sort of make out that this is clearly like persecution of a religious group um and so um that case finishes and they go back, back yeah. to the farm <clears throat> again later on they get arrested another time uh, mason and garrett storms are charged with assault on two young girls Oh, no. Emily and Lucy Lamb, 14 and 13. um, And the others are accused of maintaining a disorderly house. Um, And uh, the the lawsuit came from the girl's mother, Mrs. Lamb, who said that they had like a mysterious hold over her daughters and had taught her daughters to hate her um, and their father. Um, And she claimed that shocking immoralities took place on the farm.
1: Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, that's really upsetting if but then also like teenagers rebel against their parents
0: uh, so mrs lamb had voluntarily brought her daughters to live on the farm in the first place and as a result i think that and i'm not saying this but for the jury that sort of blurred the um lines of it a little bit um and so they found mason guilty but recommended mercy in his sentencing um but the judge threw the thing out saying that the evidence didn't warrant uh a conviction um it's really sad Lucy and Emily are then retained in prison as witnesses in case there's a new trial. And their parents try and get them released, but they couldn't afford the bail, which was $1,000. Whoa. And after seven months with no trial, they do let the girls out. Um, But they are released into the custody of a county freeholder because the girls desperately wanted to go back to Lord's Farm. So things are getting a little bit tricky now. Yeah. There's a lot of, I won't go into all the details of it, but there's a lot of sort of back and forth about who owns the farm um, and it goes from one person to somebody else in the Storms family. They then try and pass it on to uh, Mason um, and there's lots of sort of back and forth. 1904, Mary Storms dies of a dropsical complaint. Dropsical. Oh, like dropsy. Yeah, it's a whimsical way of saying it, but it's actually quite tragic. Yeah. Um, Uh, What's that, like water on the lungs or something? Is it something like that? Yeah, I believe so. Mm. So some kind of, yeah, which is uh, very sad. There's lots of, although by this point Mason now owns the farm, it's been passed into his hands. Yeah. uh, There's lots of local speculation about um, how that's going to work out. So uh, here's a quote from a local paper. People for several miles around Woodcliffe are anxiously waiting to find out whether Miss Mary Storms uh, left a will. They're worried that the young woman who died two weeks ago remarked that the Lord thought she should give the farm to Huntsman, T. Manason. Uh No will had been recorded. The fact that Mason served a year in state prison for conspiring to cheat Herman Storms out of his farm adds interest to the situation. Mm-hmm. Mason has the entire family under his influence. But in fact, he already yeah. had complete control and had owned the farm by that right. point.
1: And um, then he would just become the owner in name, as but he's yeah. currently... The owner in Auburn. Yeah, they were yeah. just
0: worried that she was going to leave it to him, but they'd already—I think the brother had already transferred it over. Ah, oh, man. Uh, to him um, in February 1905, John McClintock committed suicide, supposedly in response to Mary's earlier death. Right. Um, so by this time, there are only four members left on the farm.
1: Well, well, the others just dissipated. Left, yeah. you know. I don't want to. Lots be associated of them have been arrested, and yeah. they got
0: you know they yeah. sort of fed up. So there's Mason Garrett mrs maria storms and a new recruit called robert william johnson that's yes
1: some regular names yeah absolutely did he have a biblically name
0: <laughs> a lazarus, name. lazarus i don't know uh, for uh everyone um but there been this whole run of you know quite serious cases about um you know those two girls that yeah. they'd sort of had they been brainwashed and sort of taken away from the mother, even though the mother had left them there. And yeah. Then, you know, there's been all, scandal after scandal after scandal, whether that's kidnapping or the dead child or members dying or loads of um, sort of accusations of keeping a like a bawdy house, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of putting real pressure um, on the group. Um, and in April 1910, Mason gave the found back to the Garrett family after oh, another falling out. And that was the end oh. of that group.
1: Wow. So we just had a little kind of, what, 20-year? Yeah. 15, 20-year group. Did what they wanted to do. Ruined a bunch of birthdays.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> um. I've also read somewhere that the state evicted them. Ooh. But I cannot find the source for why or what that might have been so like right. a couple of different um versions after that uh he moved to he moved to new, new york. york um where he briefly opened a church for black parishioners called the church of the living god okay that doesn't seem to have lasted for very long and then after that for a little while mason just sort of disappears from public view he yeah. gives up um just gets his,
1: his job in at uh, news or yeah. something i don't know
0: yeah um, and whittles his uh his time away and then after a little bit of time has gone by he falls into being an artist's model <gasps> and into being the father, father christmas image <laughs> that we've been looking at all the way through while wow. hinting at this strange religious yeah. um Past that so basically,
1: a hundred years ago, in New York, Manason was posing to be Father Christmas.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and people, you know, A, he had a huge impact in that so many of our depictions of Father Christmas yeah, based or in response to him. <gasps> Whoa. Um, and and the artists loved him. Um, <clears throat> they found in him the ideal type on account of his snowy beard, his bearing, the jolly twinkle in his eye, his fine colour and intelligence. This is amazing.
1: The true story of the person that we all know as Father um, Christmas.
0: Absolutely uh, love him. And he's, yeah, just going around. Um, And at that point, he'd given up any idea seemingly of re-establishing a religious um, colony. I couldn't (laughs) find it, but he wrote lots of verse poetry on religious topics, but I can't find any. Um, But would still sort of share his... Um, religion, backwards and forwards, and I'm just going to end with this. This is from his uh, obituary in one of the uh, papers. There is no type more difficult to find than the venerable old man type, (laughs) particularly the sort with a sparkle of humour which Mason had. It is no trouble to get old men, of course. There are plenty of them to be seen on the streets and in the parks. Not all of them would pose, even if asked, but there were few we could there are few we would want under any circumstances a model may have the flowing white beard and long white bushy locks and generous girth of an ideal santa claus he may have the ruddy glow of health in his cheeks but when it comes to painting such a model he lacks the something necessary to make it a vital picture probably "'It is because few of us reach old age "'without bearing evidences "'of some of the hard knocks we have received. "'We may try to hide it under a brave front. "'We may have a ready-enough laugh, "'and perhaps we are classed as cheerful. "'But something furtive will show in our eyes "'in spite of ourselves. "'Or there may be lines in the face "'which we simply cannot hide. "'Get those lines under a studio skylight "'and they are the first thing an artist sees.' In youth or middle age, it may be possible for a near-type to get by, but when it comes to old age, the model must stand every test. Santa Claus, as most people have him treasured in the imagination, isn't just a commonplace old fellow, ready with a grin. Not. At all. He lives up to the immortal description in The Night Before Christmas. As an an artist could draw a picture of that sort of Santa Claus without a model, I say almost, because he would be hunting around... Oh, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Oh. Um, uh, 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 it's because I'm trying to edit it as I go. Um, an artist could almost draw a picture of that sort of Santa Claus without a model. I say almost because he'd probably be hunting around for a model before he finished. And right there his troubles would begin. If he'd hunted for just a few weeks, then when he'd given up, he should hear a knock at the door and there would stand Mason, bowing and smiling his Santa Claus smile. You can imagine what sort of a reception the applicant would get. It's no exaggeration to say that Mason posed for most of the Santa Claus pictures in recent years. It was generally felt in the studio that Mason was a man of mystery. Outside of the few hints he volunteered as to his early life, little was known of him. Even the newspaper history of his career seemed to be incomplete. Questioning only made him more reserved. Nothing could dampen his cheerfulness, but behind his smile there was an element of mystery which the embodiment of Santa Claus maintained
1: uh, to the
0: last.
1: The twinkling in Santa's eye is that he's a cult leader! Yes, I f- Merry Christmas what? My mind is blown, there is brains all over the wall, I've exploded, this is, this is, why doesn't, why doesn't everyone know about this? Now you do, listeners. Listeners, please tell your friends.
0: <laughs> so next time you take your children to see a department store centre and there's a twinkle in his eye. Ask
1: him if he's a cult leader. <laughs> ask him for more information. Ask him Put for a cake huge blanket. on the ground blanket. and see what he does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, Um, my gosh. So, yeah, so that is the story of uh, Father Christmas and the angel uh, dancers.
1: (laughs) Thank you, John. What a brilliant find. About a month ago, John went, oh, my God, I found the perfect cult to talk to you about Christmas. This was amazing. Thank you so much.
0: What a bizarre story. So um, I have to do some shout-outs for my um, sources. Oh, yeah. Uh, Should you want to uh, find out uh, more about... Uh, of Manason although I wish there was more someone needs to write a proper book that's my uh, challenge to uh, people so I originally found you this you can't just
1: say Dim I write, I would like you to write a book about Manason Please, because I want to read New York it
0: historians. why don't Get you on. do it <laughs> I may, maybe I will Ooh. and then I'll have to go to New York that would be fine um, so there's a great um, uh, website and I think a podcast called the Bowery Boys Uh, who do uh, history about New York City. So if you're in New York City particularly or you're interested, do go there. They've got loads of great articles. It's a great um, uh, podcast that, yeah, there's lots of uh, fun information uh, from them. Uh, I also uh, read uh, The Angel Dancers, The Folklore of Religious Communitarianism uh, by David S. uh, Cohen, um, which uh, was in... uh, folk legacies revisited um which is a great book again you can find that um online uh i also read the uh, chapter from the quest for utopian oh bollocks Fuck that up. i also read the quest for utopia in 20th century america volume one yeah. i was pausing because i didn't know which volume it was oh, no. uh, 1900 to 1960 which is a book i will definitely uh delve more uh, into um, and also uh, the obituary for Mason which contains lots of fun detail uh, was published in the New York Tribune uh, so that you can find the archive of that from April the 16th 1922 Awesome um, Just utterly, utterly bonkers Yeah Wow,
1: thank you John um, So listeners, thank you so much for listening uh, We hope you have a wonderful festive season and enjoy the days as they start to get longer um and have some nice time with your family and or friends and or loved ones and or yourself um have fun have a nice time if you liked what we did please leave us a review on uh apple podcasts or Spot. can you review on spotify no probably yeah not. or blueberry review or where,
0: whatever your podcast method is. wherever
1: you prefer uh tell your friends uh that's it uh, if you want to get in touch with us, come to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Find us at Coffee and Cults. We're literally always lurking around there and we will reply to you. We have some lovely conversations. Um, oh, we need to reply to Jeff. I forgot. Hi, Jeff. Hi,
0: hey, Jeff. Um, um, we uh, also can be emailed. You can email us at coffeeandcults at gmail.com. Yes. And don't forget, if you'd like to support us, Um, In a financial way, you can also do that at ko-fi.com forward slash coffee and cults and buy us a one-off coffee with a donation. Or if you'd like to support us more regularly with a donation every month, that helps us make this show. It also gives you access to some slightly uh, eccentric bonus content. Some weird shit. Um, You can do that (laughs) at patreon.com forward slash coffee and cults. We really do appreciate um, those of you that have done that. It really helps us out um, in making this strange little show. Ooh. That said, uh, thank you very much for your time. We wish you a merry festive season.
1: We love, we love you. you.
0: Bye. Bye. Talk to talk you. You are the initiate. You are the cosmic bee. I found out that I was actually getting a two-inch bite